0: Hands yeah. high! It's a dig! friday you don't have the three of us again like we are just not good with the continuity of the three of us like first i was unavailable for a while and then uh what arm was unavailable for a minute you've been just johnny on the spot with all this stuff right peter apple i really like talking baseball i really
1: do yeah, Arm is actually at Lone Depot Park. He's about to talk to Steven Strasburg over there. So it makes sense that he wouldn't be available for Friday. I mean, st- talking to Strasburg is pretty cool.
0: Well, so kind of building off what you said, when Arm and I can't get here, that's because we actually don't like talking about baseball. That's what it seems like. It seems yeah. like a very anti-talking about baseball from two yeah, of the I actually... Just baseball show. You know, t- brutal honesty, I hate this sport. I'm only it here for like the it. money. I, yeah. I, I'm only here because I get rich doing this. Facts. That's 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 why we do it anyway. Yeah, I you know I had the choice between finance or like working at one of those big four companies in accounting or uh, joining a baseball media startup, and I said, "Where's the real money at?" (laughs) I think I know the answer. We did, in fact, quit all of our jobs in order to do this, and it's been working out pretty well.
1: We're definitely not rich yet, but I think we're headed in the right direction, Jack. I think we're headed in the right direction.
0: I'm working like four jobs right now. Um, first and foremost. Happy uh, All-Star balloting. It's officially open. We're going to give out uh, our All-Star teams. Me and Ryan Finkelstein are collabing on our Just Baseball All-Star selections. I took um, the American League head-on. Fink took the National League head-on. But you also have some thoughts on your All-Star team. So how we're going to go through it, we'll go um, league by league. We'll pick a starter for all seven um, or all eight positions a DH and a starting pitcher, Um, just like you can do at MLB.com. But for, you know, a a little bit more detailed of an understanding of why we made our all-star selections, you can go to just baseball.com, but you also have your all-star teams that that you've been filling out that you want to get out there. Exactly. And I actually,
1: um, when I was filling out the ballot, you can fill out a spot for the starting pitcher. I thought you couldn't, I thought it was just hitters. So I I didn't even bring a starting pitcher to the table. You can't,
0: you can't fill out for the starting pitcher. We are guessing who the starting pitcher was going to be. I
1: like that. I can I can. I can bring it.
0: I can yeah, bring it. Perfect. Uh, before we get into that, Gabriel Moreno just got the call. He's going to make his Major League debut uh, either today, tomorrow, or Sunday. Gabriel Moreno was a top 10 prospect by every outlet in baseball, pretty much. We had him in our top 10 uh, at JustBaseball.com. Arm Layton's been in love with him for a while. Uh, last year, across rookie ball, double-A and triple-A, again, injury-shortened, played two or 32 games at double-A. Um, only played 37 minor league games, but he slashed 367, 434, 626. In 35 games with A Buffalo right now as a 22-year-old, he's slashing 323, 377, 406. So he's got a 783 OPS, just one homer, but 28 driven in, and just 25 strikeouts and 146 plate appearances. So this is a bat-to-ball catcher, much like the guy who might be the starting catcher in the American League, Alejandro Kirk. And Moreno's going to come up, provide way better defense, even though Kirk is a pretty solid framer. Um, and this is a move that could enhance the Blue Jays right away.
1: Not only can it enhance the Blue Jays on the field, but it definitely enhances some trade chips. Because if Guillermo Moreno comes up and has a you know a good couple of weeks before the deadline, I'm not saying that he is going to get dealt, and I'm not saying Alejandro Kirk is going to get dealt either. But what the Blue Jays now have is a surplus of crazy talented catchers that they could get a huge starting pitcher or one of the best players at the deadline using one of these two guys. Will they do so? Not exactly sure. Probably not. I wouldn't if I were them, at least at this point in both of their development, but it is something to watch because they do have two catchers for one position, but Kirk can
0: play a lot of DH. So that's a good thing too. So I think um, the chances of, just one of these catchers being on the roster at the end of the year is about 5%. I bet, I bet 95% they hold both. But what this does is this allows them to dish out a healthy Danny Jansen who can help another team. If you can make a mutually beneficial deal involving Danny Jansen or maybe Zach Collins, that's great. You know, you just take out some of the clog behind the plate Moreno is the better defensive catcher of the two, but Kirk is still a pretty solid framer. He's got, you know, a wet spaghetti noodle for an arm, but that's okay. Um, if you've got Kirk and Moreno, and Kirk for the most part is DHing and Moreno for the most part is catching, Jansen becomes available. Zach Collins becomes available. Move them, go get complimentary pieces. If you want another reliever, Danny Jansen can get you a really good one. Zach Collins can get you a mediocre one. There's power in numbers, and, and they've got a top 10 prospect in baseball coming up certainly power and numbers and you're totally right Danny Jansen becomes expendable
1: and Danny Jansen could could be a starter for a team or a very valuable backup for a playoff contender my thinking is could Gabo Moreno be packaged in a deal for Luis Castillo and a reliever I don't think I wouldn't do it yeah it's just something to think about I'm saying that they have all of this leverage now with both of those catchers, that they can make something like that, or they could just have two of the most talented young catchers in the game on their roster and deploy them in any way they want. They really, it's a
0: win-win right now, and I'm just excited to watch Gabriel Moreno play. If you've got a really good young baseball player, bring him up. It's working for Atlanta and Michael Harris. Um, I think it's going to work for Toronto and Gabriel Moreno. Like, If you've got a guy that's ready, you don't have to hold him in the minors. Just bring him up. Like, Let him have fun. Let's talk about Michael Harris for a second. Had a double in last night's game. Lefty.
1: Dude hits pellets. And he's a good defender out there in the outfield, too. And the He's Braves a great defender. These... Not good. He's a great defender in the outfield. Love that. Love that fix. Because he is a great defender. And I even undersold it. That's how good he is. And it's, it's funny because they've had Drew Waters and they've had some other outfield prospects that haven't exactly panned out. Pache? Michael Harris. Christian Pache, who's now in the Oakland A's, who's defending well, but I don't know if he's ever going to hit. Now... Michael Harris seems to be that best outfielder that they've been searching for since Ron Acuna Jr.
0: Uh, yes. And Acuna is, you know, the right fielder moving forward. Michael Harris, what's so fun about him is much like what Aram was saying, he's the type of guy a la Alec Thomas that can just hit the ground running. With Mississippi, 43 games, he hit 305 with an 878 OPS. He's still hitting 263. He's got no pop so far. He's still looking for that first career homer, but he's 10 games in. Um, And, you know, like, this is the guy who's going to end this year, I think, hitting 265 to 270 after being a 300 hitter in the minor leagues, because that's that's the type of bat that you've got. The bat to ball, nine strikeouts and 38 plate appearances. I'll take a 25% K rate from this guy. That's not bad at all. No, it's good. And he's 21 years
1: old. Yeah. I mean, what are we expecting? We weren't expecting him to come up. I was expecting him to come up and strike out like 30, 35% rate. He's 21 years old. He's the, he's third, little...
0: he's the third high schooler from that 2019 draft to make his major league debut. I think it's with CJ Abrams and Michael Harris. That just goes to show the level of talent that Michael Harris has, and he's already off to a good
1: start. It's just cool seeing a 21-year-old display some, at least some plate discipline. Um, and he's not striking out as much, but he's still not walking either. I mean, it's 10 games in. We have a lot to see, but it's just
0: exciting to see a guy like Michael Harris perform. I'm kind of like, okay, call me crazy. I'm kind of transitioning to thinking that walks are just overrated and stupid. Like, no. I, I understand that OBP, like, yeah, great. OBP, awesome. And if you're not getting thrown strikes, great. Like, I care more about chase rate right now than walks. I just hate walks, dude. From watching baseball all the time, I hate watching walks. They're my least favorite thing to experience during the course of a baseball game. I know, but that doesn't mean that a hitter, you know, you can't underrate the walks for
1: a hitter because not only, you know, a walk is one thing you get on base, which is obviously important. It's probably the most important thing in baseball, but it's seeing pitchers, seeing more pitches from that pitcher. Um, that's also another important thing. I'd rather I get four or five pitches from a guy than a ground out on an 0-1 pitch. That's it. You know, it's simple. Yeah, I don't know. I just hate them.
0: I just I hate them.
1: And I understand. Like, but a these lot games are uh, All-Stars, the reason why they're so good, they take a lot of walks.
0: Was that a transition? It's a transition if you make it one. Yeah, it was a transition. Okay, uh, you want to start with the American League or the National League? Let's start with the American League. Okay, the American League, let's start at first base. Okay. Just baseball's first baseman in the American League is Ty France.
1: Okay, because – Going into this, I don't know. I haven't looked at who their ballot is. So I have my ballot to compare, and we're going to have a little bit of a back and forth. So, yeah. You, do you have anything else on Ty France? Because it's.
0: I can give you the rundown. He's hitting 327 with an OPS at 900, and he's, he's amazing. It has to be Ty France. Ty France is also on my ballot. Ty
1: France has been one of the best overall hitters in baseball this year, and he doesn't have a ton of competition in the American League. There are a few good first basemen here and there, but Ty France has to be the answer, in
0: my opinion. He's second in all of baseball in hits. Yeah. I mean, high France, second in all of baseball in hits. Um, our second baseman in the American League is Jose Altuve. This is a relatively thin position. Um, I think if you were going to look around, Santiago Espinal could get some votes. Andres Jimenez should be getting more votes than he probably will get. Um, I think Marcus Simeon going to get way more votes than he should. I think Labor and Trevor Story are going to get way more votes than they should. Um, I think Altuve should run away with this. I would not vote for Jose Altuve. Because you don't like him?
1: No, not at all. I would vote for Andres Jimenez because Andres Jimenez has had a better year than Jose Altuve. He has more war. He's hitting 310. He's got a better, or I don't know if he has a better OPS than Jose Altuve does. They are
0: exactly the same,
1: 885.
0: Interesting. I'm going with Andres Jimenez. I think he's been a better overall second baseman than Jose Altuve has been. I'm gonna give Altuve the benefit of the doubt just because he's on the way better team. That's it. That can't be it. He's also Jose Altuve, like all-star starter. I know that nobody's voting for Andres Jimenez. But it's out. It's
1: who we think deserves it, and Andres Jimenez has been a better defender. He has more war. I'm going with Andres Jimenez. He's sitting 310. Give me that. I want that.
0: I'm looking at the run production numbers right now. Jimenez is 30 driven in. Altuve has 19 driven in. But Jose Altuve has hit 11 homers compared to seven for Jimenez. But also, Andres Jimenez is hitting 310. That's kind of awesome. Third base, this is very, very tight because you have borderline two of the best players in all of baseball right now. I give J-Ram the edge over Rafi Devers. Jose Mm. Ramirez has a 999 OPS as we speak. 14 homers. 54 driven in. J Ram in RBI's is second. No, he's tied for first with Pete Alonso. Uh Rafi Devers 342 with 12 homers and 31 driven in. He's got a 977 OPS.
1: So, my pick for this position for the third base position for the All-Star game is Rafael Devers. And the reason why it's Rafi Devers over Jose Ramirez is not just because Rafael Devers is hitting 342 But normally the difference between these guys is the glove because Jose Ramirez is a better all around player than Rafael Devers and is ranked higher for good reason because he has more speed and he's a better overall defender while Rafael Devers has been a hole at third base for most of his career this year he's a positive defender by the metrics. That's what separates it for me. Both these guys have been phenomenally offensively. The OPS numbers are close. I mean, Rafi Devers is in 342 compared to a um, 285 batting average Jose Ramirez. And the WRC plus numbers are very close. Jose Ramirez slightly edges him, but it's because Rafael Devers isn't really walking and you hate walks. He's hitting 342 and he's playing good defense. Not great defense, fine defense. And Jose Ramirez by the numbers, has not been that great of a defender this year so far. That was the separator for me. Give me Rafael Devers at
0: third base. Yeah, I just think J-Ram is a one-man wrecking crew. And I, I, oh, yeah. I, will, I will continue to pound the pavement that Jose Ramirez is the most underrated player in baseball. And he will forever be the most underrated player in baseball because he just signed a long-term deal with the Cleveland Guardians. And that, that's not a recipe for recognition. That's not how that works. And
1: also for me, it was so close. You go with Jose Ramirez, you go with Rafael Devers, both are the correct answers in my opinion, but that should tell you that it's not because I just don't like Jose Altuve. I just picked a red sock. Like, come on, I'm being objective here. Andres Jimenez, in my opinion, has had the better year and Rafael Devers between Jose Ramirez. It's so close, but since Rafi's glove has been better or not better, but at least the same. And I think
0: that he's been better offensively. Give me Devers. I understand. Um, All right, shortstop in the American League is a three-horse race, in my opinion, maybe even a four-horse race. Jeremy Pena leads all American League shortstops in war. Yes, he does. Tim Anderson leads all American League shortstops in WRC+. Mm -hmm. JP Crawford is second among AL shortstops in WRC+. Xander Bogarts is third. Bogarts is second among AL shortstops in war. So of the four that I just mentioned, Pena, Anderson, Bogarts, and J.P. Crawford. Just baseball is going to go with Tim Anderson.
1: Mm. Mm. The only reason I didn't go with Tim Anderson is because he's on the shelf right now. Not sure how much longer he's also going to be out. He hasn't played as many games as a lot of these guys. So for me, it was just between Xander Bogarts and Jeremy Pena. But if Tim Anderson was healthy, he would be my selection. But... Who I'm going to go with is another Red Sox and Xander Bogarts. I think when we're looking at the overall package, again, Xander Bogarts is a guy who's not very good with the glove, but hasn't performed that badly with the glove this year. And I think offensively, overall, not just looking at WRC plus, looking at everything, I would take his year so far over everyone. And considering the war is so close there with Jeremy Pena, I would take Xander Bogarts. But again, Jeremy Pena or Tim Anderson, Those should be your three. For me, I think it's a three-horse race. I don't think J.P. Crawford makes this because J.P. Crawford's glove has been dreadful this season. He's been terrible defensively. So that's why it's a three-horse race. Any one of those three is the correct answer, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so T.A., his injury timetable, he went down on May 29th. Apparently, he feels awesome. People were thinking that a groin injury was going to hold him out for maybe two months or something like that. Six to eight weeks. That's a lot of people's thought. That's a lot of people's thinking with a groin injury. Um, But TA, he said he feels awesome. He's already back to throwing. Apparently, he could start a rehab assignment next Monday, which is very, very quick. So if he just misses two weeks, I mean, listen, like the guy's hitting like 360 right now. What's he hitting? 356 with an 896 OPS. But, you know, he's had
1: troubles defensively, too. He's got some errors this year and some yeah, bad
0: ones. But the sex appeal is through the roof. I don't oh know. My
1: Xander Bogart is pretty sexy.
0: T.A. is so much sexier than Xander Bogarts. Jeremy Pena, also sexy. T.A. is like <laughs> the most electrifying player in baseball when he's on the field. <laughs> no, I respect it. Tim Anderson. You said it
1: yourself. The groin injury—I thought it was going to help hold him out a little bit longer. I know I've heard that he feels great, but I feel like Tim Anderson always feels great because he's a—he's a king. So yeah. that's why I was like, "Do I really believe that with a groin injury? I feel like he's just going to be out for long while the rest of these guys keep hitting." That's why I went Bogarts.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. The catcher in the American League is the guy hitting 131 with a 449 OPS. It's Martin Maldonado of the Houston Astros. No. It's Alejandro Kirk of the Toronto Blue Jays. Kirk hitting 322 with 5 homers, 16 driven in and an 878 OPS. There's nobody anywhere close to Alejandro Kirk. It's a really bad catching crop right now. It is. The only name I think you could throw in there is Sean Murphy,
1: but Alejandro John Kirk Murphy's
0: is, got a 650 OPS.
1: That's like yeah. I mean, if we're looking at just WAR totals. If we're looking at WAR totals, that's what I was looking at too. Um but, yeah, I, I wouldn't vote for Sean Murphy. I would vote for Alejandro Kirk for my all-star catcher. I think it's a clear choice here. I think Alejandro Kirk has been far and away the best catcher in the American League. When you look at every metric and how great he's been behind the plate framing the ball, he doesn't have a good arm. It's confirmed. I saw it. It's bad. But, and he's not the most athletic blocker. But, man, can he frame? Can he, call, can,
0: he can get some strikes? Give me Kirk. Uh, outfield. There are two clear cut, and then it gets tricky. Mm. Aaron Judge and Mike Trout. Aaron Judge and Mike Trout should be in the All-Star game, no doubt about it. Now you have the conversation between Byron Buxton, Mm -hmm. George Springer, Mm -hmm. Kyle Tucker, Mm -hmm. Giancarlo Stanton, and Taylor Ward for that final spot. Mm -hmm. That's deep as shit. Really good. I'm going to go with Springer. Because what he has supplied to that Toronto offense has been great. 850 OPS, 11 homers, 30 driven in. He's been one of the best power outfielders and all-around outfielders in baseball so far. Tucker's been really good as well. 10 homers, 34 driven in, 834 OPS. And then Taylor Ward, he's still got an OPS over 1,000, but he's in and out of the lineup right now. Um, It's tough. It's very tough. And Giancarlo has obviously been great. Byron Buxton was actually my initial thought here because Buxton, while, you know, some numbers like the batting average might not be there. Buxton's power numbers and his overall electricity are amazing. And the twins are in first place. I just think Springer's the guy. I was also between
1: Springer and Kyle Tucker. I, you know, Buxton's been dealing with a little bit injuries too. And some of those numbers were just too low for me to give him the all-star nod, but my player, uh, my last outfield spot is going to Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. I feel like Kyle Tucker has had one of the more under the radar seasons. You talk about the home run totals at 10. How about 10 stolen bases as well? You said it yourself an 834 OPS, but. What I've loved from Kyle Tucker too is the all around game from him. You can't really strike him out, or and you can't really get him out because he's hitting 321 off breaking balls and 260 off fastballs. And then on the other side, he's been one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball this year. If I'm looking at the full package, I think Kyle Tucker gets slightly the better nod over George Springer. The war would say that as well. That's why I'm going with
0: Kyle Tucker. But again, George Springer, no wrong answers here. 100%. Um, DH. It's so weird to say that J.D. Martinez, who's hitting 353, is not the pick. It's got to be Jordan Alvarez. Has to be.
1: Jordan Alvarez has to be the D.H. in the American League for the reason of he might be the best hitter in the American League outside of Aaron Judge and Mike Trout right
0: now. He might be the best hitter in baseball outside of Judge and Trout. Juan was pretty good. Soto's sitting like 220. <laughs> who do you think is a better hitter, Juan Soto or Jordan Alvarez? A be, like a better overall hitter? Yeah. Juan Soto. This year, Jordan. Yes. But I'm saying, like, who do you really think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, going forward for the next decade, like, part of me's thinking Jordan Alvarez. Just because of what he can provide in the power department. He's fetty-whopping baseball right now. 17 homers, 38 driven in. That's Roger Sherman at the ringer. Whenever he sees a college football score, 38-17, that team is getting fetty whopped, 17-38. Yeah, that's a good one. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan,
1: I think right now it's easy to say that Jordan is better than Juan Soto because Juan Soto is is performing at his lowest that he's been and Jordan's performing at the highest that he's ever been. But I think when these numbers start to normalize, Juan Soto is – still maybe the best overall hitter in baseball, but you're right. There aren't that many hitters above Jordan. but still, I mean, we got to give it like, I would still say Acuna is a better hitter. I think Mookie could be argued as a better hitter. You could say Tatis is a better hitter. I think there's still a lot of guys that we can throw in that conversation over Jordan. And I think everybody's freaking out a little bit too much about how well he's doing right now. Do I think it's going to continue? Did I call him a hall of famer like two years ago? Because I truly believe that he will be absolutely. But
0: right now, take a chill pill for a second 100 um my starting pitcher in the american league you know and you can't vote for it it's as deep as they possibly come you've got we were talking about it yesterday nestor cortez shane mcclanahan alec manoa kevin gosman justin verlander martin perez i'm going with verlander because he leads um all american league starters in innings pitched and whip like Verlander is turning back the clock and he's just been a beast. And I think that with, with the people who vote on the starters um, on the, uh, on the pitchers, pardon, I think they're going to side with Verlander over one of these young guys that, that is just bursting onto the scene with Cortez and, and McClanahan. And I don't think that Martin Perez will get that start. Now, if Martin Perez continues to do what he's doing um, there's a chance, but I think that Verlander probably gets the knot. Is that who you would start or are you guessing who you think gets the start? Um, I think Verlander is going to get the start personally, because I have a crush on him. Shane McClanahan is my starter. Okay. There we go. That's the real Jack McMullen coming out. He wants Shane McClanahan, but you you think Justin Verlander
1: will be the starter based on the voters.
0: Yes. McClanahan's the MLB leader in strikeouts right now. And he's also got a two one O ERA. My starting pitcher in the American league is none
1: other than Nestor Cortez, junior because of, course it's going to be Nestor will it be Nestor I don't know and I know I just said of course we really don't know he just had his worst start of the season he gave up four earned runs in four and two-thirds innings is he coming back down to earth I don't think so I think Nestor is going to turn back another great start in his next outing and he's going to continue to dominate Nestor Cortez Jr. has done everything possible to deserve this start it would be the most fun start ever Imagine a guy throwing 90 miles an hour with a mustache, five foot 10 with all these enormous pitchers and Garrett Cole and Verlander and McLenahan. But it's funny, Nestor Cortez Jr., even at 94 miles an hour yesterday. I'm giving Nester the start.
0: I think he's earned it. He still got a 1.96 ERA, even with that bad start yesterday. We haven't seen a starter like Nestor since Dallas Keichel started the All Star game in his Cy Young year. You remember that? He said, uh, he said pregame, I'm going to throw my first pitch as hard as I possibly can. And it was an 89 mile an hour sinker on the lower outside corner pitch it was perfect shout out kid Kaiki. recently dfa'd now the diamondbacks kid kike yeah, him on the diamondbacks is gonna be awesome yeah him and cole tucker on the diamondbacks that's gonna be great um all right nationally ryan finkelstein took care of the national league that's available at just baseball.com starting with first base he somehow got away from the co-leader in rbi's pete alonso for maybe the best hitter On the planet at this moment. Paul Goldschmidt sitting 341.
1: You could make the argument Paul Goldschmidt is the MVP. Paul Goldschmidt absolutely should be starting at first base. Love Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso's had a great year. Goldie is the starter, far and away. I wish Matt Olson was having a better year. Me too. He's up there, but not to the level of Goldie. And even Freddie Freeman and because I would I would say Freddie Freeman is right there. In this argument, Freddie Freeman has had a
0: fantastic season, but I'm giving it to Goldie. So second base, Ryan Finkelstein wanted to make note that Tommy Edmond um, could be this, but Edmond's actually listed as a shortstop right now. Um, so Fink went with Jazz Chisholm, and that okay. probably makes the most sense. So I went with Tommy Edmond at second base, but, but the if- problem is you
1: can't vote for him on MLB.com. That's the problem. So I also went with Jazz Chisholm. I think the best second baseman this year, if we're looking at guys who have played there, has been Tommy Edmond, but it's so slight. And Jazz Chisholm, you can vote for him at second base. So Jazz Chisholm will be my pick for the second baseman in the National League.
0: I think you also got to give some love to Jeff McNeil. Mm-hmm, Jeff McNeil's absolutely. hitting 314, and McNeil has been awesome, and you actually can vote for him for the NL second baseman. I wanted to vote for Jeff McNeil in the outfield, but unfortunately couldn't do that. It's at second base. NL outfield is very, very thin. Fink was running into that problem. Um, At third base, Ryan Finkelstein chose the shoe-in, Manny Machado. How can you not have Manny Machado start at third
1: base for your all-star team? He's maybe been the best player in the entire sport this year outside of Aaron Judge.
0: Yeah, Nolan Arenado, I mean, he fell from the heavens. he He was sky high, and now he's rocking an 829 OPS. Yeah, he's been struggling lately. Not I don't good. Know. I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah. Austin Riley is also, yeah. also. Did you see that play Arenado made on the bunt, the jump throw? No, I didn't. He really struggled over the weekend against the Cubs.
1: So we're looking at a bunt situation for the Rays, right? And there's runners on first and second. I think there was one out. And I got to say, if you're bunting and you have Goldschmidt on your right and you have Arenado on your left, you do not want to bunt into those guys. I was thinking to myself, that's probably the scariest corner duo to bunt against. Cause you know, they're both making a play. Yeah. Arenado comes in racing, grabs the bunt, jump throw, falling away, going away from the pitcher's mound, chucks it at third, gets him by a step. I think he's the only player in baseball. And they even said this on the broadcast, the only third baseman in baseball who could make that play more. Maybe Matt Chapman, maybe Brian Hayes, but Arenado, that was unbelievable, and it went way under the radar. Just such an Arenado play.
0: It looked routine, and it was amazing. I was going to say, um, the only corner infield tandem that could have matched them was the now disbanded uh, duo of Mats in Oakland, Chapman and Olsen. Exactly. Literally, were amazing. that was now the it's, duo. Yeah, now it's Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, shout out Austin Riley, too. The guy's been crushing it. He should get some votes, but – He's not worthy of starting over Manny Machado. He's so good. Austin Riley so so good. Uh, Shortstop. This one's tough. Fink went with Frankie Lindor. Hmm. Yeah,
1: makes sense. I think you could go so many different directions with this one. Trey Turner is
0: hitting 300.
1: The direction I went for, for the shortstop position in the National League, is Trey Turner. I think Trey Turner has done enough to warrant this. We're looking at speed. We're looking at the power that he showed lately. He's hitting over 300. My only problem with Trey Turner and the only reason I didn't, I'm not sold on this, is because of how bad he's been defensively by the numbers. One of the worst defensive shortstops in baseball. But because it was so close, and it's not like Frankie Lindor has been an incredible defender this year either, I went with Trey Turner, but it was probably my least confident pick out of the entire slate that we have to choose from.
0: Yeah. The the other thing that makes it <laughs> difficult is on MLB.com. Tommy Edmond is listed as a shortstop. I know. And you could probably go with Edmund. You I, I do make think the that's case. A bad decision. You yeah, could you make really the case could. for Edmund.
1: But he's a second baseman. He is.
0: Yeah, he is. He uh, is. But now that Gorman's up, Edmond's a I know. shortstop. I know. But he is, you know? He's the best second baseman. Like, he is the best defensive second baseman of baseball.
1: When he's he's just one of the best middle infielder defenders Dude, he, he just defends so the middle
0: infield that's what he does he's so ridiculously good um I love Tommy Evan. how can you um Wilson Contreras is the NL catcher and it's not particularly close shout out to Dalton Varsho. he's been really good and he's been really um what's the word I'm looking for he, he plays center good. and catcher versatile versatile yeah that's right uh, the word guy couldn't couldn't pull versatile out of his ass. Uh, but yeah, I mean, shout out Varsho, but I mean, it, it has to be Wilson Contreras. The starting catcher in the National League, no
1: doubt has to be Wilson Contreras. He is one of the best players in baseball right now, offensively and defensively, he's playing pretty well too. He's going to be a huge deadline piece if the Cubs decide to get rid of him as his contract is expiring. I think they should. I think they should too,
0: but will they? We don't know because we can't figure them out. <laughs> I don't know. They just avoided arbitration with him. They came to an agreement for this yes. year, um, but we'll see what that looks like. Yeah. The outfield in the national league is top heavy. And by top heavy, I mean, there's one player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is the lone shoe in outfield starter in the national league. Mookie Betts. No doubt
1: about it is the number one outfielder in the national league. Aside from that,
0: Ryan Finkelstein chose Brandon Nimmo. Feels a little bit like a homer pick, but Nimmo's been good. And then for that third spot, he thought about two giants. He thought about Jock Peterson, who I kind of dig. I dig that thought. Um, He thought about Mike Yastrzemski, which is fair. Absolutely fair. And then the guy that he's giving the nod to is Ronald Acuna Jr. Acuna didn't play for the first month of the year, and he's hitting 318 with five homers and a 929 OPS. And he's also already swiped 10 bags. Ryan Finkelstein and I came to the exact same conclusion.
1: Behind Mookie Betts, I'm taking Ronald Acuna Jr. in my outfield, and I'm taking Brandon Nimmo in my outfield. First, let's start with Acuna. Yes, he missed the first month of the season, and is my logic with Tim Anderson maybe biased here? Maybe, but I just think Ronald Acuna Jr. in those 30-ish games has been clearly the second-best outfielder in the National League. Now that he's healthy, he's going to continue until we get to the All-Star Game, and I think when we look back on it in a couple weeks, Ron Acuna Jr. will be the clear second choice because he's a top three player in the entire sport. If you take out pitchers and Otani, because I mean, what do we do with Otani? I still think it's Trout, Soto, Acuna, or you could throw Mookie in there. But Acuna is seriously, I think, the choice here. And then Brandon Immo. Brandon Immo has been playing one of the best defensive center fields in baseball right now. And his all-around game is something to marvel at. He's an on-base machine. He hasn't showed a ton of power this year, but he's got gap power. I-, I like Brandon Nimmo a lot, and Brandon Nimmo would be my third starter in this outfield. For me, it was easy with Acuna and Mookie. Not easy, but... But Acuna missed
0: him a It can't be easy. I know.
1: But it was easy when comparing him to the rest of the outfielders. Like, I-, I would choose Acuna over Jock Peterson. I would choose Acuna over Mikey Stremski. But if you put Jock Peterson or Yastremski in there think they're good picks, but yeah. that's where I'm going with. I think Jock's a really good
0: pick. I, I think Jock could start. Um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. also would totally be here for the comedy if Tommy Pham was one of the leading vote-getters. Um, like, he's not all-star worthy, but it, it would be. For the pure hilarity of the situation, if Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson were both NL all-stars and Mike Trout was an AL all-star, oh my God, I would be so here for that. Should we move on to the DH? Because the DH is also very easy because this guy should be an outfielder,
1: but unfortunately he's been hurt for a little while.
0: Yep, you're right. Daniel Vogelbach of the Pittsburgh Pirates is the NL starting DH. Exactly my thinking as well. Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies is the NL starting DH. <laughs> it has to be Bryce
1: Harper. Bryce Harper is going for his second consecutive MVP and he's hitting like one right now. Bryce Harper has to be the DH in the National League followed very closely by Dan Vogelbach.
0: Sandy Alcantara mm. just threw nine innings yesterday. He threw 105 pitches, 84 for strikes. That's an 80% strike percentage. Mm. Joe Musgrove is also really good at pitching. So my, A- or my NL starter, excuse me, is Joe Musgrove.
1: I, Joe Musgrove, I still think Joe Musgrove has had the best season so far. But if you want to go Sandy, I ain't stopping you because Sandy has been unreal. It's between those two for me. I went with Musgrove, but if you go with Sandy, I think that's also correct. Sandy has been
0: freaking believable. Did you put any money down on Musgrove plus twenty eight hundred at the beginning no. of the year? No. You gotta start listening, man. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, I have so many of my own futures that I got, so I can't just be deploying units on more futures, even though I love that pick and I should have because of your Jonathan India pick last year. You've been pretty sharp. Yeah, but, but Sandy looks. Sandy looks like I, who? Bob Gibson. I don't know. Steve Carlton. Uh, you know what he looks like? He looks like, uh, no, it's not a good comp. I was going to say Zach Wheeler from last year. No, Sandy. Um, no.
0: Somebody on... looks like
1: the best version of Sandy Alcantara that there is.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to get this wrong. Um, somebody compared Sandy Alcantara, what he's doing right now, to that prime, like, two-year stretch of Jake Arietta. Oh. And I thought that was perfect because Arietta oh. was just an innings eater. Um, let's see. I mean, Aram did it. Um, Sarah Langs did it as well. Eli Sussman. That's right. Eli Sussman of Fish Stripes. He said, Sandy Alcantara reminds me so much of Jake Arietta, And I thought that was absolutely perfect. I think that's perfect, too. Did you did drop any numbers or anything? Like, are their numbers pretty similar? Yes. Um, let me thread this here. Okay. Sandy Alcantara in 2022, 296 FIP, 16.6 K minus walk rate. So you take the strikeout percentage, you subtract the walk percentage at 16.6%, 0.44 home runs allowed per nine innings, and a 54% ground ball rate. Arietta from 2014 to 2017, a 304 FIP, so ever slightly higher, an 18.0 strikeout minus walk rate, so a little bit better. 0.65 0.65 home runs per nine, so about two-tenths of a homer up, and then a 51% ground ball rate. So Sandy's ground ball rate is 2% better. But those look almost identical there. And Jake I Arietta mean, won a Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he threw a no-hitter. Didn't he throw two no-hitters? I think he only threw one. I don't think he had two no-hitters, did he? Jake Arietta, I want to say, had two no-hitters. <laughs> You're pulling up more stats again. Jake Arietta, no-hitters. Jake Arietta. List of Chicago Cubs no-hitters. Um, Arrieta threw two. August 30th, 2015 in LA. April 21st, 2016 in Cincinnati. I remember the Cincinnati one. Forgot the LA one. Yeah, LA one, he was great. Good for you, Jake Arrieta. Uh, one of the notes on Wikipedia, first Cubs no-hitter by a bearded pitcher. <laughs> great. <laughs>
1: Who's, um Is Marcus Stroman going to be the next beardless pitcher to throw a no-hitter for the Chicago no. Cubs?
0: No. 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 Yeah, maybe. Um couple of a uh, couple of guys that could possibly do it. Caleb Killian, who just recently made his major league debut. Uh DJ Hers is shoving in the minor leagues right now. Okay. And I think that's about it. I think Keegan Thompson could get a no-hitter on a great day at Wrigley. No, he can. not Keegan Thompson. Keegan Thompson.
1: Got, I know he just got beat he just got shelled by the Orioles. Yeah, he got
0: blown up
1: <laughs> on the road though. Keegan Thompson at home, I think if he has who would be a I think if the Rockies were coming off a long homestand and then had to fly to Wrigley without an off day, I think Keegan Thompson
0: could throw a no-hitter against them. Denver is sneaky way closer to Chicago than you think. I know. Still after a long homestand. That's not a bad flight, view. though. That's not a, it's not a bad flight. I need a terrible flight. I need, like, if that game was played in London, Cubs, Rockies in London after a long homestand. The problem is Illinois is right in the middle of the
1: country, so I mean I can't. I get the Marlins maybe off a long homestand coming in from Miami, could be a possible one. Maybe the the Airs, Diamondbacks
0: coming from Arizona down there, maybe Oakland. It's tough. I still need the stars to align with like a game in London, okay, or like maybe Tokyo in March.
1: I think that makes sense. So we go over just our all-star ballots to finish? Because in my American League ballot, looks like Alejandro Kirk at catcher, Ty France at first base, Andres Jimenez of the Cleveland Guardians at second, Rafi Devers at third, Xander Bogarts at shortstop, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Kyle Tucker in my outfield, with Jordan Alvarez at DH, Nestor Cortez Jr. is getting the starting nod for me. In the National League, I have Wilson Contreras starting at catcher, Paul Goldschmidt, of the St. Louis Cardinals, of course, starting at first base, Chaz Chisholm starting at second, third base, Manny Machado, shortstop, Trey Turner, outfield, I got Mookie Betts, Acuna Jr., Brandon Nimmo, and at DH, give me Bryce Harper. And then starting in the National League,
0: Joe Musgrove. Yeah, just baseballs uh, in the American League. Ty France is the first baseman, Jose Altuve at second, Jose Ramirez at third, Tim Anderson, the shortstop, Alejandro Kirk, the catcher. The three outfielders are Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and George Springer. Jordan Alvarez is the DH. The starting pitcher is Justin Verlander with a soft spot for Shane McClanahan. Um, In the National League, the first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Jazz Chisholm will be at second. Francisco Lindor is the shortstop. Manny Machado at third. The three outfielders are Mookie Betts, Brandon Nimmo, uh, and Ronald Acuna Jr. The catcher is Wilson Contreras. The DH is Bryce Harper. And Sandy Alcantara would get the start. And that'll do it. For this episode of the Just Baseball Show, click the
1: link in our episode description. Download that loop app because you get a free $20 just for doing so. We also have some new merch coming out on Just Baseball. The merch link is also in our episode description. Give us a follow on Twitter at JustBB Media and on TikTok, Instagram at JustBaseballFans. And we have a ton more articles being written on JustBaseball.com. And after you're done listening to this video, check out Arms podcast, The Call-Up, Talking Podcast, prospects on his podcast all season long, as well as Colby and I talking fantasy baseball, not gambling advice, answering your questions on a mailbag on Friday's episode. Also, the State of Division podcast covering every division 15 minutes, six days a week, as well as the Boys of Spring podcast because we got some more college baseball popping off. Super regional start today. Get your popcorn ready because Tennessee is probably going to make it. Also, shout out LSU fans for making fun of me for taking Southern Miss, Southern Miss. It's pretty good. Sorry, LSU. See you next time. You had time. LSU fans make fun of you. I did. Well, on TikTok when we put out that thing where I said Southern Miss for sure is going to win, they said LSU, LSU, LSU. And I commented, watch out for Southern Miss is pitching. I had like six or seven comments calling me an idiot. So I'm just saying, just, you know, got you
0: uh, a couple weeks back. I was at one of the Braves replica ring giveaways. <laughs> I think I'm going to wear this thing to a party this weekend you're like yeah this is real i got a new shipment in from loop oh (laughs) what'd you (laughs) buy more bowman i just i was doing so many packs look at at this i did four of them god dude that's asmr type shit right there so yeah no crinkle it real quick yep and with that Gross.